Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 160, and before we get into the Sode title for this week, um, obviously, want to kind of address the the obvious here. It is a um, it's a difficult week in Nashville and really just across our U.S. Um, we obviously mourn the the tragic loss of life of the three students at Covenant and uh the teachers as well um six people in total uh seven if you count the uh the gunman and um it's it's really it's it's i mean it, it's sad it's a it's a sad thing to try and process i know here in chicago obviously nashville is home for me but even here in chicago it hit us hard obviously i mean we just went through a uh a mass shooting at a parade last uh summer and so it it kind of brought up those feelings uh that we had and um it's not a difficult thing to process um i i think buck said it uh waxed poetically very well at the end of his show yesterday when he talked about you know how it's very easy and and it's very it's something that's um difficult uh right now because everyone very quickly wants to go right into politics and, and the political argument to be made. And no matter what side of the argument or aisle you're on, it's just there, there should be a time for grieving. There should be a time for a community to kind of just really take in their feelings and to, to talk things out. And um, so that way your, your, your mental health, the wires in your brain aren't going haywire. And um I, I, if you can, you know, take some time to, if you pray, pray for the families, pray for the victims, pray for the, pray for the people in the school that may not have lost their lives or been associated with anyone that lost their lives, but had to go through a traumatic event of fleeing a building, fleeing a school, um, ushering young children to safety. It is, it is a, such a scary thing. And we live in a, very scary world and we just want you to know that um obviously you know we're going to get into this podcast we're going to talk football we're going to talk titans um but wanted to know first and foremost that weighing heavily on our hearts and our minds are the people the, the victims of the covenant school the entire family surrounding the covenant school and um and just the nashville community as a whole and um I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to speak for Jack, but I know I, I've been praying, um, since yesterday and I have been, um, really just been 
praying for any some sort of solace to be found in in what is a dark and traumatic uh, experience for those close to home. So, um, yeah, just wanted to get that out in front before we get into the rest of this. So, yeah, very well said. And, you know, it's we're both from here. We we've lived here for most of our lives, lived here my whole life. I live half a mile from the um, reunification place where all the families had to meet their kids yesterday. And, you know, I, I heard every single cop car drive by my place, you know, at 10 or so in the morning and knew something was going on, but didn't really know what it's, it's easy. And I think you, you, you mentioned a little bit of this. It's, it's easy to let this type of situation kind of further divide everyone with the political views because everyone knows that this is an issue, but nobody has really come together on a common solution to fix this problem. It shouldn't be political to keep kids safe at school. Um, it's just, it, it's a tough situation. And I think Nashville's a strong community. And, and those of us who have lived here our whole lives, which a bunch of people who listen to this podcast, they fall into that category. Nashville does a great job at picking uh, picking each other up when, when we're down, whether it's tornadoes, whether it's thousand year floods, whether yeah. it's it's now, now we're facing a new challenge. Um, seven game losing streak seven game losing streaks exactly Sorry. we've been through it all but i thought the guys um who and i tweeted this the guys who were on air guys and girls at 104.5 who were on air did a great job that's what that's who i listened to while i was in the car driving around trying to get a new phone yesterday my phone wasn't working while all this was going on Jeez. um but they did a great job the news channels did a great job covering it it's the worst day imaginable it was truly a nightmare of a day and um I just thought, you know, for for them to be able to step up and do their job in the in in what's probably going to be one of the days they will never forget. Um, I thought that that was noble and honorable. And you mentioned Buck. Buck did a fantastic job. I'm proud. I'm honestly proud to have Buck. You know, in, in this Nashville community, I we make fun of Buck all the time, but man, is he he doesn't he doesn't just blow smoke. He gets out there and does it, and that's what we need to do. Get out there and find a way to fix it. But until then, you know, that's not our lane. We're a Titans podcast. We're going to talk some Titans today. I know that we're probably all exhausted and um, and everything, but we're going to try and refocus on the Tennessee Titans because there is news that happened this week. Um, some Kevin Byard stuff, some Tannehill stuff. We'll get into all that shortly. But, yeah, just just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, remind everybody that, hey, let's, let's come together and not uh, go further apart as we try to kind of find our way through this situation. Yeah. Don't think in, uh, any, uh, the, the jovial nature of this podcast or us laughing or, um, or having, you know, or, or really just getting into breaking down the Titans, um, is any indication of how we feel about this entire situation. Just want to let that be known up front, and which is why we're hitting it to you here before in the cold open, before we even get to the intro of the sode and even to the title of the sode. So, um, you know, yeah, just uh, just be praying, man. Just mm -hmm. be be praying um, for those been affected. So, with that, um, with that all said as I try to roughly transition into uh, this week's episode, the how are the Titans supposed to tip off opposing defenses that we are running the ball without Cody Hollister on the field of episodes? Okay, I needed that laugh. 
that, that's lost, a great title. Lost in the shuffle last week of NWI leaving us and then coming right back, which again, if you love something, let it go. And if they love you, they'll come right back. Thank you, NWI. We'll, we'll take that as the love for us. We need to get him back on the podcast very soon. I know. Soon. He needs to respond to my text. I texted him, congratulations on the new deal. Oh, damn. Never, never heard back from him. He may be Getting, too big for me. This is like contract number three for him. They're all one-year they, deals, but... Jack Jack Gentry getting left on red by NWI. That's, That's my goat cold. too. That's my goat. Cold blooded. Um, but yeah, but don't let it not be lost that Cody Hollister uh, is no more. Right? Is no more on the Titans roster. Yeah, he's he's not a Titan right now. And by the way, if y'all see NWI in public ever, tell him to text me back. We need to put some heat on this man. No, tell him to yeah, just tell him to come back on the Titan Up podcast. Say mm-hmm. NWI. Get back on the Tighten Up podcast where you belong, okay, buddy? Cody Hollister, you you don't have to come back. You know that that's one of the situations where we're gonna let it go because we don't love it, and it probably doesn't even love us back, and it's just gonna go fly off and find a new home, probably in the XFL. I think I just googled something that has. Uh, I think I'm. Have you ever like wondered like when you Google something ridiculous, like if you're ever the first person that Googled something? I just yeah, oh, all the time. I just Googled Cody Hollister contract, and I think I might be the first person in history to ever <laughs> Google those three words in unison together. <laughs> um, but according to Spotrack or Spot Sport Sportac Sport Rack, I, I, I say, I say it's Spotrack. I think Spotrack's right. We should call it Spo T Rack, honestly. Oh, okay, yeah. Throw a little Titans flare on it. I like that. In honor of uh, so uh, Spo T Rack uh, says that he signed a one year deal last year. So I guess I don't I don't know when he signed it, but it should be should be up um, very soon if it's not already. So, uh, but yeah, so that's your Cody Hollister news. Shout out to our guy Marcus Hall at Marcus twenty two, um, all Marcus. 22 uh marcus thank you man uh true tupper uh, dude uh he is. is is always in our mentions we appreciate him and we appreciate the so title my man that is a that is a very very well done so title if you want to submit a so title for next week just tweet at us with something obscure about the titans and we'll name the so that and give you credit but we've already been rambling for for 10 minutes in this cold open so uh let's first get a word from our friends at relax the back the Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. And if you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, I promise you, this is the place you must check out. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work. They've got zero gravity chairs. They've got massage chairs. You want to put one in your office. You want to maybe swipe that company card and get something that your whole office will love. Go get a massage chair or a zero-gravity chair. Take that stress off your low back area. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses, as well as just the latest technology um, that helps you maximize your sleep every night. You need those eight hours to wake up and feel effective and put together a solid day at work. You want to be feeling your best every single day. Relax the back helps you do that. Go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over in that shopping center right next to Hillsborough High School. If you don't live in Middle, Middle Tennessee and have no idea what I'm talking about, check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. 
What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is March 29th, 2023, and we got a direct message last week. That's right. A guy by the name, a tupper by the name of Anthony Lehman slid into our DMs. Ooh, what's up, Anthony? Anthony has submitted a show title before in the past and an avid listener of the show. Shout out to Anthony. We appreciate you and all your support. Anthony writes, and I know this is a direct message, supposed to be private, but look, we we are not private on this podcast. Okay, we we peel back the curtain. We are trans nothing if not transparent with you, the Tuppers. Okay, Anthony writes. So y'all went a whole podcast and didn't mention the Kevin Byard situation, or did I not listen correctly? Now. For as much as I want to say something snarky here to Anthony and just say, yeah, Anthony, check your ears, dude. Maybe go back and listen because no way we could get maybe like maybe maybe undownload it and redownload it just yeah, to help our numbers. Boost our numbers a little bit. We'll show some uh, potential sponsors. Yeah, as much as I want to do that, I can't because, again, as I said, we are nothing if not transparent on this podcast. So with that, I say. Yeah, Anthony Lehman, we did go a whole podcast and didn't mention the Kevin Byard situation. Now, you might, your follow-up to that may be why that was one of the biggest Titans news topics last week. And to that, I'll say, you're right. We just forgot. <laughs> we, had, we had a we had a full show plan the josh dobbs news was pressing i mean there was just a lot of stuff going on last week to where the Mer- mayor of murfreesboro just didn't quite fit in our run <laughs> literally one of the best titans over the last decade and we were just like and like it was like the most drama of the week and for whatever reason we just had a 25-minute discussion on Lamar Jackson as a Tennessee Titan. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it a bad thing, considering the news that we now know? I mean... So, and and that's... that's Look, just when we thought, here we are, probably two of the worst Titans podcasters in the Titans podcast game. And that includes the YouTubers <laughs> that try and break news, okay? Oh, my God. This... We are probably at the bottom of the totem pole. With with obviously the Kevin Byard, not the only reason why, but like forgetting Kevin Byard uh, to talk about. And when you only have a once a week show, yeah, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big, brutal loss. But in comes Rand Carthen to save our ass. Kind of like it's very poetic to how Rand Carthen has stepped in to save the Titans ass. They were spiraling downwards. So were Jack and I. We were spiraling downwards, forgetting to talk about Kevin Byard and probably the one of the most drama-filled storylines of last week. He comes in to save our ass by basically shooting down all reports that Kevin Byard requested to be released. Like, basically, it's Rand saying, uh, yeah, that never happened. I don't know where that came from. Well, I'll, I'll tell you where it came from, Rand. Pretty sure it came from Jared Stillman. <laughs> yeah, that's where it came from. Maybe that's Which why I, we didn't address it. I mean, look, I think we, that it's really on us at this point. It shouldn't be on Rand. It shouldn't be on Kevin Byard. It shouldn't be on, on, on even Jared Stillman. It should be on us, okay? It should be on all of us. Because if we're going to 
take reports from a guy who reported that Aaron Rodgers is buying a house in Nashville and will probably soon be the Titans quarterback like two years ago now at this point, or maybe it was just last year. I don't remember. All I know is like, if we're going to take our use, like the sources of a guy whose sources have never sourced us with anything that's on us. Okay. We've been played. Okay. We are the hand raised. We have to look at the camp, the MTV camera and say, Hey, I'm Britney Spears. I've been punked. Okay. That's what we have to do. And some listeners point. are probably like, well, we never believed it because it came from Stillman. Why did you? And that's a fair question. You know, had it come from Jared Stillman's dad, this would have been a totally different story. Oh, d- totally different. Look, you want to talk about the differences between just literally one generation to the next. Jared Stillman's dad, I would take above Adam Schefter's word. Okay. Like uh, Jared Stillman's dad's word. I, I would take it above Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, that Dov Kleiman guy who never really breaks news, just kind of <laughs> reports other people's news. Uh, <laughs> Shams Chamara, who's not even in the NFL. He's just in a totally different sport. Also, no I, way you pronounce his last name right. Shams Chamara. Oh, yeah, we're, you're right. We're not going to go through it because I Shams don't know Shams Chirania. Chirania? Chirania. Chirania. Man, we could we could be here. Look, our we episodes move on are already like an hour and a half to begin with. It would <laughs> we, This would be a three-hour episode if we tried to fully, like, say correctly shams his last name but you know who i'm talking about same thing with adrian wojnarowski my goodness nba reporters get easier names where's dave smith when we need him to break nba news that's why that's why jack and i started an nfl podcast to be honest with you we can say Schefter and Rappaport. jay glazer works just fine Glazer is so easy and it's so great and honestly it's like there should be more glazers in the NFL, but so all that to say kind of on us on that one, but it's, it's really not a hearsay. And you know what else I was also thinking of? Like, I was like, damn, Anthony Lehman got us good, dude. He freaking, he, he roasted our ass via a direct message during a private message. And I was like, how, what is our excuse? What is our excuse for not hitting it? And I thought, I thought of actually a pretty good excuse. I was like, well, I was going to like, maybe respond with like, well, you know, the, see, the thing is, with the whole Kevin Byard situation, I think all intelligent Titans fans understand that it's not a, um, that whole situation is, is it's kind of, it's kind of a, a moot point at this point, because we all understand that Kevin Byard won't take a pay cut because he deserves all of the money he is owed. He has worked his way to become one of the best safety, if not the best safety in the NFL. You should get paid what you're worth. And he's already so, restructured his deal twice. Yeah, right. And so like if you're at the best of what you do, you shouldn't be you shouldn't take a pay cut. Okay, you should decline when your boss, your company comes to you and says, "Hey, can we take a little bit back of your salary?" Bitch, no. Uh, I earned this money and I'm only playing in this sport for on average four years. Granted, luckily he's played longer than that, but uh, you, you know, you get what I'm saying. And then on the flip side of that, the Titans, they're asking for the pay cut. You can't hold them at fault. They're just running a business. They got to like, look, okay. W- money is tight. 
Okay. Look, I'll, I'll be full transparency. My dad, when I was in high school, lost his job. My mom sat the family down, said, you know what, guys? We got to we gotta start uh, pinching pennies. We got to start, you know, being more strategic with our money. We can't be eating out, can't be eating fast food on the way home for sports practices Austin, and everything. Got to stop buying the hand lotion that's always on your side table. Get, whoa, easy. Wow. Just went straight from, wow. Went straight from just eating too much fast food to a uh, just a jerking off joke. Okay. Uh, that, that's fine. Uh, full that's transparency lazy. here on the that's Titan Up podcast. Yeah. Uh, so what we did was after Titans games, we would go around and collect the uh, the coupons from the Titans playbooks that would sit oh, on the yeah. cup holders. I'm, I'm not joking you when I say this. For like three months, we ate, we, we lived off of Texas toaster sandwiches from Sonic because of the coupons <laughs> we got from Titans games. You get a bunch I'm of bunny bread too. Coke, Coke zero Texas, Texas Pete. Pete. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dude. I'm not Mama joking. Moves. When I you say always this. had some milk in that fridge. We didn't just pinch pennies. We collected coupons. <laughs> that was the it right was. place to do it too. You could walk out of there. I mean, if, if you really spent some time with thousands of, of those coupons. Yeah, it was, it really was. So the Titans are just looking to, saves some money where they can save it. And Kevin Byard, like you're obviously going to go to your most expensive assets. And that right there is, uh, is just what they're doing. So I don't fault either side here. So that if, if I wanted to be like really uppity and like trying to protect our ass for literally dropping the ball, I would go to Anthony Lemon and that's what I would have said, but mm -hmm. no, I'm just going to look hand raised. Yeah. We, 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 we botched that one up last week, but here we are correcting to, our mistake a week later. Yeah. It's tough to send a direct message that um, takes, you know, about 12 minutes to explain anyways, and um, <laughs> expect him to read the whole thing. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't do as well over text. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, how do you like, I can't even voice text that. My Siri would have given up like halfway through. Like, dude, uh, I'm but tired no. of listening to you. But, but the Kevin Byard situation is interesting because there are some kind of some like loopholes where if you cut him, I mean, like uh, what you were saying before and after June 1st, there's a point in time where it would make sense if you wanted to cut Kevin Byard. Look, I, I think me and you are on the same page here, Austin, and that we are cool with overpaying Kevin Byard until he wants to hang up the cleats and they put 31 up in the rafters. I did look people Titans fans. We should know this more than most fan bases. It is so hard to get a player to be in the top five at their position, let alone the best at their position. We've got it with Derrick Henry. You could argue we've got it with Kevin Byard. And you know, what's even harder is to keep that player for their whole career. Like the Titans best players. They didn't finish with the Titans. Eddie George right. finishes a cowboy. Derek Mason finishes a Raven. So did Steve. Yeah, you're right. There. That's I mean, a great seriously. point. Like That's Delaney Walker is probably the best free agent addition that they've so, had. And it, it, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's not many Titans. Chris Johnson finished with maybe the Cardinals. He bounced around after the time. Like there hasn't been like a lifelong Titan that wasn't an offensive lineman. That, I mean, Taylor Lewan fits the bill and there are a couple kickers, you know, but it's, I can't remember like a, a player that's been at the top of his position. Like there have been some great Titans, but none that were like clear cut top two, not two at their position that have played on an entire career with the Titans. And when you get that top talent, they're expensive. Nice things are expensive. So you're going to have to pay it. And that's what I don't understand with, with 
and it's not just Titans fans. It's all NFL fans. I don't understand. It's like, oh, once you finally accumulate that talent, like the Titans have been lucky enough to do at two positions now, it's going to be expensive. And when Ryan Tannehill, look, I know that contract now in hindsight looks bad, but at, at the time he was paid it, he was a top three quarterback, according to his stats, over the last two seasons with the Titans, or the I guess it was at that point just one season with the Titans, he was a top three quarterback in the NFL. Well, nice things are, are expensive. He we, was. We, we knew he wasn't, you, you know, a top he, three he, talent, but he was he was producing. At he a was high playing. Level. He was playing at that level. Correct. I but yes. That, like that is fair. Like you mentioned, I, there is a date here with, with Bayard that we have to monitor. That date is June first. If you cut Bayard before June first, it is the dumbest decision in franchise history, and I am not. I am not understating that. Why? Well, you only save six million dollars in cap savings. And you have to, you know, find a way to, or you really have to put $13.6 million of that dead, dead cap space on the back burner. So that's, that's just money that you can't use. And you're only saving $6 million. Well, you got to go out and find another starting safety and the price to find a, a starting safety that can produce anywhere close to the level that buyer does. It's going to cost you at least twice of that $6 million cap savings. But after June 1st, the Titans could save $14 million by cutting Kevin Byard. Now, that's a number that I think you have to be open to listening to. I'm still, I don't think that cutting Byard, having that $14 million, I don't think it's worth $14 million to see Byard play in another team's uniform. Like, I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine that sight. Yeah. But that's a number where Rand Carthon, a, a guy who's new on the job, who wants to kind of re reshake uh, the, the, or shake up this organization, put some new pieces in in front, figure out a new core to lead the team for the next decade, like Bayard and that group has for the past. But uh, I'm still, I think I am paying Bayard his money. I want him to be a Titan. He has absolutely been a key in taking this franchise and turning it into a respectable, competitive organization on a on an annual basis. He has been paramount, especially on the defensive side of the football, in shaping what the Titans are and how they're perceived across the league. And it's important to note too. It's like I, I've I've always been like curious as to like fans when it comes to contracts and like saving money for their team. First of all, especially in like baseball, uh, since there is no like salary cap. Yeah, there's a luxury tax which kind of serves as that. But but if you got it, you got it. If like why why teams are happy when their their team saves money or like you know oh they don't have to spend money here. But like with football, it's like first of all, pay Bayard what he's worth. Pay him, pay him as much as money as he can get. I'm, I'm all for that. He's earned it. He's been a top player. He's been a consummate professional. Off and he's the field. done the team two favors with restructures. And exactly. So like, just pay him out, write him out. Exactly what Jack said. Let him play out the rest of his time as a Titan. And then like, if, if you, even like when his deal comes up, if you sign him to a new deal for a couple of years, do it. Because NFL contracts mean absolutely nothing. NFL contracts, you could literally sign. Uh, I could sign Jack Gentry to a ten-year, eleventy billion dollar contract. Eleventy billion. Yeah, I could. I could, dude. Uh, not joking. Then you just restructure and, it and throw a couple of void years on the back end. I could do that. Yep, that's probably what I would do in year two. 
just because I'd be like, oh, shit, I got to freaking save my ass against this salary cap. And so I'd probably do that. I'd be like, hey, well, let's restructure and just void years. Whatever the hell void year. Does anyone know what a void year is? No. You're, no you're, one truly you're knows. listening to the wrong podcast if you're trying to learn what void years are on a contract. I haven't even done my taxes yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You should probably get on that though sooner rather than later. I should. Um, so the <laughs> I <laughs> I'm all I'm saying is like I could cut Jack after year two and he gets none of that money. All well, he gets is guaranteed. The, all all he gets is the guaranteed money and the money he's made up until that point. But I'm gonna that's hire the, an agent to the, give me a fully guaranteed eleven billion. I'll dude, I'll sign you to it right now. I will sign you the Tighten Up podcast. Hereby signs Jack Gentry to a ten-year, eleventy billion-dollar contract. Okay, most of which is backloaded. I'll give you like six bucks now, maybe ten mm-hmm. bucks next year, and then the rest you get in year three. But I'm cutting your ass after year two. <laughs> All right, like that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's just look. It's a business. It's a business. But that's like that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't understand why pe- like Titans fans get like not Titans fans, NFL fans get like butt hurt or or um real like and not butt hurt but their their buttholes clench real bad when they when they see like this money getting thrown around they're like Titans are already in cap hell what are you doing paying Kevin Byer get him off let's get the next best thing in the draft why you have a proven commodity right now he's so good he's earned it he's done nothing but great things representing your team he's not gotten in any trouble he's literally played his ass off and he's led too which that cannot be understated just how much he's led defenses you think those defenses are are good just solely because of mike vrabel that's a large part of it yes but it's because of guys like kevin byard setting the table for everyone else two-time all pro on the back end of your safety big in the community too he means like a lot to nashville and just to kind of put in perspective like how rare kevin byard is how often have Titans fans argued for a guy to get paid more rather than take a take a restructured deal, take a little hometown discount? Like yeah, all right. we ever want is for players to take less money so you can bring in more talent around them. But that's not the argument we're making for Kevin Byard. We're saying give the man his money. He's earned it. He's done everything that they could have possibly asked. He's been dependable. He's played in a million games. He never gets hurt. And he produces at a high level. Two-time All-Pro. And he really should probably be more highly decorated than he is. So, I mean, that's he he's one of those players that I I just could never fathom seeing play against the Titans. That would break me. Like that would really hurt. Just like Derrick Henry would hurt. You know, yeah. and, what, and what the thing about both of those guys is that they still have a lot of good football left. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. What about Ryan Tannehill? What if he said a Titan? Would you would you is that not oh Oh no! Oh no! That's right. That's the guy you want to push in front of a bus. And that's liter- no, you no. literally want to murder him. Yeah. Oh no, look, Tannehill. I'm not throwing Tannehill in front of a bus. I'm uh, look. He's thirty. What thirty five now? I mean, he's a little older. They're gonna I have to find he, a plan sooner be, rather than later. But he might be thirty six. Um, you know, it's gotta be frustrating for Ryan Tannehill because you. You, he's 34. He's 34. He'll 34. be 35 uh, in July. Okay, so he'll turn 35 this offseason. But it's got to be frustrating for Tannehill because quarterback's the most important position in all of professional sports. That's the one position where you know teams want security for the long term. But when you have a head coach like Mike Frabel, 
who can't even commit to you being on the roster come September. How do you how does that not impact you? Mentally? I mean, I look, I this is this has been the same dog and pony show he's given us for the last three years, though. I mean, it's like this is so funny every time, though. It's not new. I mean, yes, sure. If if Tom Brady was this team's quarterback, he probably would not be doing that. But it's it's also like a I to me, it's a it's a motivation tactic for every player. Like, look, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna deliver, you're not gonna be on this roster, no matter who you are. That includes the starting quarterback, the QB one, the most important position in sports. Frabel's like, look, you're not gonna be you're not going to be here if you if you're not if you don't deliver. That's fine. Plus, you don't tip your hand in any way. You're not going to tip your hand if it's you know, especially when with like free agency still open. You don't know what's going to happen with a potential Lamar Jackson thing. You don't know what's going to happen with literally anything else. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't go to the Jets, how does that? How do those dominoes? play out this offseason like there's still so much offseason left so yeah he's going to say yeah like he's our guy but like i'm not i'm not committing to literally anyone on this roster come september Isn't that what, that's why it's interesting to be you know in like the titans content game but also super stressful as titans fans oh you, it's annoying it's a, truly for us, it's know. annoying as hell it's the most annoying thing in the world because rabel is the king of the non-answer mm-hmm if Derrick Henry is just the king, Rabel is the king of the non-answer, which is like the neighboring town over. Way less fun town. But- it's so much less fun. I like <laughs> cheering for Derrick Henry, the king. I do not like Rabel, the king of... of there are no I, churches in the king of non-answer. It's all... It's like the South Park episode with the agnostic family. Like, yeah. there There is no... You, you don't go to one side or another. You just don't know. You don't have an opinion. But, it's so annoying, and he's gotten so good at the non-answer too. Have you noticed out, that? He like he like you know how NBA player, really just athletes in general, are able to add something new to their game every offseason. Yeah, that's what Mike Vrabel does about dodging really important questions. He just uh, finds a new way mm-hmm. to dodge. Right, right. It's like uh, it's like American Ninja Warrior. You know how like every year you watch it, and and they add like new like obstacles that you have to get through. That's Rabel every year. He's every year adding new obstacles and it's getting like harder and harder to dodge some of these questions. And yet he still does like that. You've never, I know you've never seen this movie, but I'm going to throw it out anyway for the very few people who have, but the movie entrapment with Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta Jones with the lasers. And she like, uh, I believe it's Catherine Zeta Jones learns to um, do like these like body contortion to get in and rob a bank and and or like steal something from a museum and it, there's these lasers shooting all over uh it's also oceans 12 You've seen i was gonna oceans say 12? just go oceans 11 or something it's very yeah i guess i should have just gone oceans 12 on that one uh where the night fox is also trying to steal <laughs> things he's trying to steal that painting and he, he does like all those uh flips and freaking cirque du soleil type moves. oh yeah yeah that is how Vrabel dodges questions so for some of you guys that maybe haven't heard Rabel's quote on Tannehill, Rabel started by saying, you know, they asked him, will Tannehill be the starter? Or do you hope that Tannehill will be the starter in 2023? He said, of course we do. But then just like a handful of seconds later, he says, quote, 
I'm not going to commit to anybody being on our roster in September, unquote. And then he he, he would go on, he added, and he said, you know, he's learned. He's learned not to commit to anybody, not even the starting quarterback for the upcoming season. Because See, he's he getting he's getting fast, smarter. He learned how fast things change last season. Sure. And I get that. I get that. That's a fine answer. That's an answer, honestly, every head coach should give. But it's annoying as hell when they do give it. <laughs> it is I it is like uh the freaking velociraptors learning to open up doors at the end of Jurassic Park. You're like, <laughs> damn it, they're getting smarter. This is terrifying. We are in danger right now because freaking Rabel is becoming self-aware and he's learning ways to defeat us in the content business. Now, I will give him this. The fact that he's not willing to commit does open the door for us to go certain routes with our content, which then I'm sure Jack would love to go down because he obviously hates Tannehill. But, like, it's also just annoying at this point. It's annoying. Like, I'm annoyed with having to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Will he, won't he be the quarterback? And unless you can get a Lamar Jackson, I think he should be. I, I just, I'm just tired of talking about it. I'm tired of having the damn Tannehill conversation. We've been having it every offseason for the last three years, and it's getting annoying. And I'm there's only so many ways we can spin this wheel. And I'm I'm tired of spinning it, to be honest with you. I'm just it's, I and so that's tough. why I'm like tired of Rabel giving us these damn non-answers. That's why I think at some point in this offseason, when Vrabel has an, it'd probably be after the draft. When Vrabel has an important press conference, we need, and we'll probably need some Tupper's help here, to find a local, or it doesn't have to be local because we do everything over Zoom, a body language expert or a behavioral analysis, or analyst, excuse me, to kind of break down, sure, Mike Vrabel's saying this thing, but he moved his arm here, so that might mean another. Like, that might mean he's not secure with his situation at quarter. Yeah. Or yeah. he blinked twice or didn't look at the look in the reporter's eyes for a question. If y'all know anyone who could serve who could serve this podcast and serve the Titans community in that way, we'll take a business card. Slide into the DMs. We're looking yeah. for a body language expert. Anthony Layman, you up, dude? You up? Do you know any? Slide into our DMs, dude. You know the number. Uh I this is what I'm I feel like uh the I, I'm a big body language guy, and I feel like you can learn a lot through body language, but you can also tell a lot through body language. Like if I was a football coach, I would like I would have a meeting, at least one every like offseason spring training. I would have a meeting all about body language where it's just like a game can be won or lost based off of body language. If you're a quarterback, which to Ryan Tannehill's credit, very good body language guy. Possibly. There's some court. There are some quarterbacks that are very bad body language people where when things are bad, you know, they're bad based off of just how they come off the field. Yeah. And that was a big knock on uh, my goat, Jay Cutler. You know, he. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he wasn't always the most positive. He but probably because he was getting buried behind his offensive line. I mean, never worked for fuck. Cutler wasn't. Color wasn't positive when things were going positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, because he knew that there was always going to be a negative end. I'm, I, I'll, I'll back Cutler up to the, to the day I die. But Tannehill's good. Tannehill's body language is fine. Really, the Titans as a team, they don't have anybody, and I don't know that Rabel would allow this, to have like an energy sucker. You know, you're either an energy yeah. giver or an energy taker. 
they energy vampires. Really, yeah. They don't really have any of those guys. Mm-mm. No. It's a, right. it's, it's a sign of a good culture, though. It's something that they've built it strong. One person can't come in and, I mean, maybe Vic Beasley or Jadavian Clowney might have fit that bill as probably energy vampires because of the, mm. the media attention that they commanded and just the, the, the real negative impact they had when they were on the field with the Titans. Uh, since you brought him up, let's give a quick moment of silence for Jadavian Clowney. Uh, he's not dead. He just has been released by the Cleveland Browns. So in honor of his time spent here in Tennessee, we're going to take a moment of silence for the entire amount of time that he was on the field playing productively for the Titans. Okay, well, that. so now moving on, the NFL has new rules. Uh, the, the owner's meeting is going on this week and they, uh, which means we have the, the competition committee has met and they have either agreed upon or turned down certain rules. A few of the most notable, probably the most notable, the one that you'll notice the most is zero. That's right. You can wear the number zero in football now. Now I know there's a lot of like old school football fans out there that are like, this is absurd. This is ridiculous. Getting all hot and bothered over that. For, Surely you know, nobody that puts that much energy into getting angry about football. Numbers. You'd be surprised, dude. There's a lot of angry people online. And you they're probably saying like, oh, if you open it up to the number zero, what's next? Fractions? Letters? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I saw this on the longest yard. Freaking, who <laughs> was it? It was uh, uh, Goldberg <laughs> wore the number X ridiculous I, I think it's fine i mean zero is gonna look weird i like it in basketball like there's some things that work in some sports that don't necessarily in others and Agreed. i think the number zero in basketball is dope i love it. i do too i do too i i only like the number zero in football if it's worn by a big bodied person um like a like that, a defensive that, lineman that, that, or, that always comes in on the goal line formations where you need yes. just a big blocker in there. Yeah, or like a linebacker. Oh, baby, give me a number zero on that guy. Skill guys uh, shouldn't wear zero. You have to, like, like there's a rule, I think, in peewee football where if you weigh over a certain amount, you can't touch the ball. Well, yeah. you can't wear the number zero if you're under 285 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Or, or with the exception, kickers. I will allow a kicker to wear zero because I think that's that's hilarious. Um. But th- that, that, that opens said, the door for memes, though. The it does open. I that's why I'm saying it. You, that, you'll, why you'll you have mean? you'll have the nameplate and then zero, and then somebody will write under the zero made field goals or something. Yes, yes, <laughs> dude. Why do you think I'm saying it? It's perfect for content. <laughs> um, but with that said, we do have our first zero in the league confirmed already. This news just came out. Calvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars will be wearing zero next year. Hopefully. <sighs> In honor of how many catches he'll have against the Titans in two games next season. Or likely, but or, or dollars wagered at local casinos. Ooh, I would love for him to get a good bet in. Uh, hey, look, bet MGM, uh, Calvin, is where you should get with. We're, we're going to talk about them coming up here in just a second. Bet MGM, get with them, Calvin. Make a few bets, place a few futures. Why not? Jacksonville's going to be so hot next year. Place a future on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And maybe parlay it with uh, nine other things or 15 other things how you did last time. Oh, that's all we're saying, dude. Just hey, you can, you can use my account, too, if you'd like. I won't you tell got, anyone. 
you've got an incredible new deal. Go ahead and spend some of that, dude. Why not? Uh, other roles uh, uh, that are notable, the replay, instant replay. So you know how replay is sent from the booth after turnovers and um, what was it? What's the other touchdowns. one? Touchdowns. Score. And touchdowns. Thank you. Thank you. Scoring plays and turnovers geez i'm struggling with this one the are they are now adding that adding to that fourth down plays so fourth down conversion so i'm assuming spot of the ball and really anything on a fourth down play which i think makes sense right i mean because if you think about it what is uh a a failed fourth down conversion it's turnover on downs it's part of it is a turnover in a sense so why not add replay to that i'm okay with this rule i kind of like it right yeah i think it should be i think it should be mandatory anyways i don't know why they don't all already do it so this, that's cool with me i like it i hate that the text yeah, on, only on, only on change only on failed for fourth down plays which is why houston probably did bring this one to the table yeah they, they <laughs> failed their their fair share of fourth down plays and then pretty soon, like Houston wanted to add just all failure of plays to the replay booth <laughs> but they got that one turned down. So yeah, they, um, they don't want Texans games lasting 12 hours. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the change. The definition of a launch to leaving one or both feet. I think this is a good rule too. Uh, if you're, if you're on both feet on the ground, I don't think you can be launching into someone. Right. I feel like yeah. one foot has to leave the ground, but you know how referees are going to take that. They're going to, get real nitpicky with that and be like, yeah, his left foot just, you know, you can break everything down by replay and you're just going to say, Oh, see how his toe is leaving the blade of grass right there. That's technically one foot leaving. That's it, a, that's a launch by definition. And the current rules are already so hard on defenders. Like it's, it's almost impossible to play defense. Now I, I I'm glad they made this change at the NFL level. My biggest gripe with football rules has to be targeting in college. You I know, I hate targeting. Targeting is the worst. Like, sure, like helmet to helmet, bad. Don't do it. There's an emphasis 15 yards. You do it twice, you're done. But it shouldn't end the game then and there. Like, it shouldn't it end your in your game. Like, it could be the, uh, the could punishment be does not fit game. the crime. Yeah. No, it'd be like right. it, it'd be like shoplifting at Claire's in the mall. And, and you know what's the, insane? The crime is is the death penalty. But but by <laughs> death penalty by firing squad, like just <laughs> just just walk out with peanut butter toast uh, or peanut butter jelly earrings. One one earring's got peanut butter on it. The other's got jelly. I've actually got a pair because I had to do this for an A to Z punishment. Um, but yeah, that 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 shouldn't that shouldn't do it. And it's hard to judge I, intent on targeting in a sport so violent where you have to, yeah, where you have to launch yourself into another person in order to to bring them down. I love that you brought so much specific specificity. Uh, okay, to, you can open my closet. There's no skeletons in there. You brought so much specificity to uh, a, an analogy that was already just like there. You were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like at Claire's. And then the, and then you, the earrings. <laughs> maybe you robbed these like peanut butter and jelly, like bedazzled <laughs> earrings. And I had to wear them. There's a show deep in the A to Z archives where sure, you can yeah. find me. No, I'm sure there is, dude. Yeah, no, I, I, I never guess, wore them again. By the way, yeah, with the new uh, <laughs> with the new drag laws in Tennessee, I'm sure you can't wear them very much now. Um, <laughs> this is not a political podcast. It's not a political podcast. It's a it's an actual law that was been put into place. <laughs> no. I'm not saying I'm not weighing my opinion on it. Um, 
I'm just saying, you're probably gonna have to return those. Hope you saved your yeah. receipt. I just don't. There's not an instance where I don't. I, I would know to wear them. You know. Um. There's one rule about uh. There's making a penalty for illegally handing the ball forward consistent with other illegal acts, such as illegal forward passes. Jack and I talked about this before the podcast. We have no idea what that means. Yeah. Handing the ball forward. I don't. Uh, you're, you're, we're going to have to see like Dean Blandino to break this one down. Cause yeah, I, I need don't, a, I need a physical example. Like I'm a, I'm a kinetic learner anyways. So I yeah, right, do something right. like the visual <laughs> aspect, like still probably won't help me, but I will say this. It's probably, it, it, I, I think I know why it doesn't make sense for us is because the Titans haven't exactly had, you know, an ingenuitive offense. Like they, they haven't really been, testing the boundaries of some of these rules on right. offense. They just don't well, know how they're not creative enough. All the end arounds to the tight end on third and short, uh, have all been backwards. Hand they need us. to, they need to outlaw those just so the New York jets under Todd Downing don't have to do any of that this year. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up by competition committee, uh, to make all of Todd Downing's offensive play calls illegal upon snap. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's a good one. I wish we would have had that last year, but, that one was uh, that one was submitted by oh Tennessee. That's weird. Tennessee. Uh, um, it's called the loss of Downing penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Intentional Downing, ten yard penalty, oh loss gosh. of down. Uh, and then there's there's some other ones. It's I mean it's nothing nothing big, but the NFL has this is a big one. Which Jack, you and I didn't even talk about this before the podcast. NFL has approved having just one roster cut down. Meaning teams will trim rosters from 90 to 53 after oh the final God. preseason game. That date this year, Tuesday, August 29th, aka chaotic. the Red Wedding. It is all coming in one day. There's going to be so much just. I hate that, by the way. Cuts that day. As a writer, like, I, I want to have like just trickle down cuts that I get to write about for like, you know, the last four weeks of the offseason to kind of continue yeah. to fill my quota and get enough content out there to, you know, stay above water to keep Austin Stanley off my back. Sure. And, and now what they're going to get rid of 40 guys in one day. How do I cram that into uh, oh, a month? Yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah. A, that's a one week. That only gets me through one week. Well, and think about the, the domino effect that will be created amongst the entire NFL, because that's 1100 cuts around the NFL will take place after the third and final preseason game. 1100 cuts dude think about that and that's those are think about like in that 1100 there's got to be like a handful of guys that the titans are going to be like well we need to sign him we need to sign him to our our practice squad at least like that is a huge huge day in the nfl cut day on tuesday august 29th just to try and make it relatable like it's already hard enough like fantasy football players you've got a big free agency pool waiver days wednesday and then Friday after that. But how do I know how I want my team to look when I've got a, you know, there's some guys I like in camp, but oh my God, here's 1,100 players that just got cut. I've got, I'm, I'm able to sign any and all of them. Yeah. Up to a certain number. But uh, it's just, that would make life so hard on GMs and scouting departments. But I do think it rewards those who have their ducks in a row. And also, I feel like the Titans are in a good spot there. It should go. I mean, this should also be mentioned. What did that do to our hard knock schedule? You know, like every episode, you're like waiting for the GM asking the player to meet him in his office and bring his playbook 
what's how are you going to end? Are you just going to end with like shots of sprinklers, more shots of sprinklers? HBO Hard Knocks, like what what's going on there? It's always the undrafted free agent tight end or wide receiver that has a terrible game. You know, his first preseason game so bad. And then he's got a big catch in his last game. Oh, my God. Is it enough to make the roster? And then just bam, him and 40 of his buddies are on the streets. Yeah. Like, how is Liev Schreiber going to do that episode? Well, rostered. Cut day. Like Dave, <laughs> known for others. <laughs> as, as the end of the line. For some players, up to 40 to be exact. <laughs> today. Today. Can't, I can't do it because I'm laughing. Today. Today is that day. A day that you will normally would dread and a day that will leave some of these players or at least their careers dead <laughs> i just couldn't imagine being the 40th guy on cut day walking into the gm's office well and then and then the and then just the series ends and then it's like check out hardknocks.com for more information on the season you know like what like that's yeah, it go, that's go to our website to find with? out everyone who was cut that we just spent it's, a it, month Putting cameras it's, on, right? It's like a you know, like Avengers, uh, 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 Avengers: Infinity War. If like if just HBO Hard Knocks just like ended at Avengers: Infinity War, where just half of the guys just evaporate into thin air, and then there's no payoff the next week. Some of them should evaporate into thin air. You know, <laughs> with the, there are a few Titans players that we've seen a you little too are, much of recently. You who, are just savage, dude. Well, how? I, I just look. Uh, I'm maybe they shouldn't evaporate into thin air, but that's just kind of me, you know, speaking from a Titan standpoint. Like I'm sure other teams can use Cody Hollister and them. Okay, right? like there's. I a mean, use. I, I guess. Yeah, but like the St. Louis Battlehawks put in a call. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude! What? It's All right, football. Get you know what? Why don't you tell the people about BetMGM? Okay. Okay, I will. I'll tell them about BetMGM. Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. And with that said, let's get to more of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Now, a couple of things real quick before we get out of here. Oh, with the rules talk, declined at the rules that was brought to the table, roughing the passer being reviewed. I believe the Detroit Lions brought this to the table. No, I, I think I, it was the, the Rams. Or the Rams, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was. It was the Los Angeles Rams roughing the passer being reviewed. Which makes I sense that we, the Rams submitted it because of how often that they sat quarterbacks. Yeah, right, right, right. I 
I think we were we're all in agreement. That is that is brilliant. Like it should be because making that call in real time. Sometimes referees get above their skis in front of their skis, and it and it it it's it's hard. I will give them credit. It is a hard thing to call. But if when you watch review, you can see a lot of times you can see intent better from different angles and everything. Just with like how guys like try not to land on players. But apparently that was shot down. That was voted down. Um, I don't want to throw out any conspiracy theories, but I'd be willing to bet that there was one man who swayed that vote, who got this penalty to withstand how it's been called the last few years. And that would be a guy by the name of Bom Trady, if you know what I'm saying about. You know, if you be picking <laughs> well, up, if you, I don't know if you can speak pig Latin, but, but. Tom A. Brady A. I mean, he's out of the game. What does he have to gain? Or is he, dude? He made sure this this got shot down at the league owner meetings. And now that opens the door. That's basically the red carpet he needed to come back into the league. Because he's like, look, if this becomes reviewable, I'm not coming back in the league. I don't want people hitting me and then it getting reviewed and not getting called. But now that it can't, he's like, I'm back in. Just when I thought I was out. Bring me back in. Kyler Murray should be jumping for joy with this new rule now that Dennis Daly's blocking for him. <laughs> the Titans offensive line. I mean, honestly, this is a good thing for the Titans. Dennis Daly, Arizona Cardinals. Should we tell them? I feel like we should tell them. I feel like no, we should but they'll find out on their own. How, can you believe yeah, Monty Austin for it? Who I mean, the Panthers, I feel like the Titans went and made that decision again. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I don't get that. But yeah, I feel like the Panthers fans tried to warn us when we first made the deal. Yeah, that's like, the great thing about whenever like Schefter or Rapport or Pelissero breaks something and it's uh-huh. a, a player that, that is not a household name and everyone's like, well, is he good? And fans will be like, no, he is horrible. You've just signed a very bad player that will ruin your franchise, possibly your quarterback. People say don't read the comments online. I I do solely for that reason. When Isaiah McKenzie was cut by the Bills, I was like, Titan, like two-tone blue, as we do, you know, two-tone blue, question mark. Uh, reading the replies to the Adam Schefter, Isaiah McKenzie's been cut tweet, I was like, Oh damn, Bills love this dude. Mm-hmm. We need we need Isaiah McKenzie, and sure enough, he ends up going to the one tone blue in Indianapolis. But other than that, um, but Twitter yeah, should I, be your primary source, and then you double check everything with Wikipedia to confirm because they're never wrong. It's the Jared Stillman way. The um, I also <laughs> feel like we sh- I should point out that uh, tabled on that table, fourth and twenty. Instead of onside kicks, I believe the Philadelphia Eagles proposed this rule. Go for a fourth and 20 instead of kicking an onside kick when you want the ball back after scores. This wasn't declined. Wasn't approved. It was tabled. Okay. So that's basically the NFL version of your parents saying when you ask them, Hey, can, can we get, can we get this box of cereal? Can we get this, you know, sugar pop tart cereal? Your parents being like, uh, maybe, maybe another day, maybe next time we come to the the grocery store. It's a no answer. It's it's a Mike Vrabel non answer is what it is. But it's a good thing that they're not doing this now until you know while the Titans still are trying to figure out how to pass the ball on offense. Like like once the Titans have a sound passing game that can complete twenty yard passes down the field and have receivers that can catch those passes. Let's 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 sign it in then. Let's let's bring that rule in as soon as the Titans can accomplish yeah. that feat. 
But until yeah. then, that would only be a disadvantage to Tennessee. Two year, two years ago, me would have been like, oh hell yeah, oh yeah, let's, let's get this rule going. But then when Todd Downing took over and completely turned this offense into a 1950s, like freaking high school offense, um, then I was like, yeah, okay, no, let's, when's the, let's maybe let's table that. Time, good, good call to table that discussion. When's the last time the Titans had a successful onside kick? I want to know that. I don't. I don't know if that's something I can find on the internet immediately, but is there anything that comes to mind for you? I feel like it's been for forever. Um, I'm 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 looking that up right now because uh, I remember uh, Fisher did it against the Colts surprise onside kick. Oh, against the no, against the Rams. The Titans did it against the Rams. They well, they the refs blew it on the Titans surprise onside kick against the Rams. Yeah, but I'm saying like years later, Fisher did it against the Colts when like they had no chance. Oh man, I wish I, I don't know. This is gonna be tough to find out. Uh Titans tried an onside kick on the opening play of the season in 2017. That one failed. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they never were. I, I love that. That you know what? <laughs> Doesn't get talked about enough. Friggin' Mike Malarkey kicking off the 2017 campaign with an onside <laughs> kick. He's just letting us know that it is going to be a rough season. That was that was after the 2016 season, which was pretty bad in its own right. I think they went like three and fourteen or something. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, that, well, that was sixteen game seasons, but yeah, it was that was the period of time where they couldn't buy one. Uh, it was, and and so Mike Malarkey's like, "Look, we're gonna zig when everyone thinks we're gonna zag." Onside <laughs> kick, boys, start the season, and you don't get it. That is the worst. That's. Which is a worse way to start your season? An onside kick that fails. First play of the year. Well, failed onside kick. The opposing team already has the ball within great field position. Or opening kickoff of the season and you step back oh, into the end zone no. and take a knee. No, that's the worst. That's as bad as it gets. Because <laughs> that's points. That's points on the board. You're, <laughs> there, you can still no, stop there, them on, a, on an onside kick recovery. Four seconds off the clock of the entire season, and you're already trailing two nothing. <laughs> you're down two zero, and it's just the worst because that two zero is going to last on the ticker. You know, it's going to come across every everybody's watching a different game. Oh yeah, it's everyone's like, Titans "Wait, are down two zero? Someone's already scored and fifty six seconds on the clock." The league year just kicked off three seconds ago. What is going on? Dumpster fire, Darius uh, Raynaud. Come on, man. Classic. Ooh, or or I'll throw okay, I'll throw that at the onside kick to start the season. Or, and I know this didn't start the season, but it was the home opener. A pyrotechnic machine just catches on fire. Well, that was different because that was a good team. And then you're like, oh man, maybe the Titans are gonna maybe that offense is gonna have some fireworks this season. And then it didn't. Well, it did. Been, and then everyone got hurt. I've been seeing a lot of that from uh the spring ball reports out of Knoxville. Everyone's fired up about Joe Milton. Because he threw for some touchdown. Does it not? Do people not remember what Joe Milton was before? Yeah, but it's the Hinton Hooker thing. He wasn't good before he came to Tennessee. Like the Vols fans well, should. They're, they're no, right but Joe, Joe Milton help. was with Tennessee when he was not good. Well, yeah, Joe. I don't think Joe Milton's ever been good, but he's got I, a very good arm. He was good against Clemson. He was very good against well, Clemson. yeah against the backups. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Tennessee. It's so funny <laughs> to me. I, 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 we should have like a weekly Tennessee segment. No, uh, no, we'd lose listeners. We'll call it we'll call it Tennessee Titans minus the Titans. Um <laughs> and then lastly, the last thing we're gonna get it. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. is at the owners' meetings right now, as we speak. 
He just showed up. Wow. Once we started recording this podcast, he's walking around, he's meeting with like coaches and players. Look, all I'm saying is I know a lot of the Titans listen to this podcast. People in the front office at St. Thomas Sports Park listen to this podcast. Just have a conversation with him. Just strike it, strike what? up conversation. This isn't make, like a make... job fair, though. Well, apparently it is now. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> just got turned into one. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got his resume and and a CV. I don't even know what it, what the difference between a CV and a resume are, but he's got one. He's and he's he's already sent out LinkedIn emails. It is <laughs> it is now a it is a job fair. Okay, so Titans, open up your poster board. Set up shop on a card table and pitch the hell out of Odell Beckham Jr. All right. We know you listen to this podcast. We so we're all we're asking, just have a conversation. Why not? It you know, shows initiative it on OBJ's part. It shows initiative. And ultimately, he has to impress you. Remember, he's the free agent. Okay. You go out there, you talk to him, and you have all the confidence in the world when you do. Okay. Now, yeah, I know once he steps foot in the Titans facility, a la Rand Carthen, he's instantly going to become the greatest wide receiver in Titans franchise history. But he doesn't, but right now you're in control. Okay. So you go out there and you say, listen, Odell, we got a job opening. Do you want it? And see what he says. If the answer's not right, you don't have to accept him. You let him go to the Giants or something. I don't know. Let him go to the... <laughs> don't let him interview you because you don't want that to happen. Then you're going to have to explain your passing offense. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Look, we are here to offer sage advice because, and look, when have we ever steered the Titans franchise wrong? We asked for Young Buck to be played on pregame playlists. All right. Yeah. He is a Nashville rapper. We got Young Buck played on playlists, okay? Pretty Young Buck, by the way. I don't know if he's in jail, but he might be, probably. He seems to I go off. I think that's a blank, blanket statement we should yeah. just say in every episode. Free Young every Buck episode. backwards. Look, free Young Buck. We don't know if he's in prison right now, but if he is, free him, okay? <laughs> free Young Buck. Hashtag, <laughs> in, fact, in fact, every Tupper, re- reply to this the, the tweet that we, we send out for this week's show. Free Young Buck. Just comment on our Instagram. Hashtag Free Young Buck. We're going to free Young Buck. We don't know if he's in prison, but we're going to free him. Damn it. Who was it said RIP NWI? He's not dead yet, but I just hope he's resting peacefully. <laughs> that was Eldon. Yeah, Eldon. Okay, yeah. Strong Tupper. You Same know? situation. Yeah. Love it. That uh it was well done. That it's look, we don't know if he's if he's in trouble. But it, just in case he is, we want to cover all of our bases, okay? And this year in baseball, those are much bigger bases that we have to cover. Oh, season's so, two days away. It'll be one day away once people start listening to this. I know, opening day. Jack, so, I think dude, you and football I— fans, Football fans have beef with— the, like, I mean, there are, especially in the South, since the Titans don't—there's uh, not a team in Nashville yet. But some people uh, have, have cast off baseball. They're done with baseball. Football, uh, football That's a rivalry. Love- love to hate on baseball which i don't under like when i was growing up i'm old enough to remember when you could like all sports which is what i do i i also do this i I practice that i'm like a freaking mantity i'm a i'm a dodo bird i am a i'm an i'm an (laughs) endangered species did i say it wrong again you said it wrong again we gotta we're gonna have to work on that manatee i'm a manatee (laughs) 
You know, it's funny. I was just in Florida this past weekend with all the mantatees. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. The, right. sea, they call them sea cows if you want to just shorten it to that. Well, we were going to get into Lamar Jackson, but there's really not much to say. If you want to hear us, our opinions on Lamar Jackson, we had one of our most intellectual conversations ever, ever heard on this podcast. And you probably think that's a joke. Uh, no, no, no. It's not shtick. It was legit like a very good discourse about Lamar Jackson becoming the Tennessee Titans starter. I urge everyone listening to this, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, sorry, Sode. And hear our discussion about it because I, I think Jack and I are both on the same, same table uh, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, but we just, we have different ideas and like things we wanted to consider before getting there. Yeah. We so, kind of explored all the reasons it could and couldn't work, you know? Right. Right. And we, we were we asking, from, we hit it from every angle, legit questions that I think Titans fans need to ask before just being like, Ooh, shiny new toy, Lamar Jackson. Like, no, like there's some serious concerns mainly the fact that he's missed 10 of his last 22 games by injury. So that kind of said, important to note. I, I did like the timing of him writing a letter to his fans, essentially saying, you know, I'd requested a trade on March 2nd, um, right as John Harbaugh was addressing the media. Kyle that, Brandt said that, that was like, that was the most threaded pass of his career. Like that was the pinpoint <laughs> accuracy uh, that we have seen in Lamar's entire career. And it was, it was brilliant and beautiful timing just because like, I love, I, I, I hate John Harbaugh and I love to see him squirm. So like that moment was worth it. Honestly, Jim's definitely my least favorite Harbaugh, but yeah, no one likes John Harbaugh either, but I will say this situation just seems to continue to get worse as time goes on. Like it's gotten so toxic that and negotiations are inherently toxic, right? One person's going to say, well, you're not worth this much. Another person can be offended because they think they are, and they've done they've done enough to get paid like this. Well, it's it's started like that with Lamar, who represents himself. But I mean, now it just seems like they're they're taking shots, they're doing they're, they're sitting in low blows left and right. I mean, it seems like a situation that may not even be fixable. Or does he represent himself, Jack? Can I ask you a question with one hundred percent honesty? Of course. I look. We are nothing if not transparent on this podcast. And I ask that you be that with me right now. Jack, are you Ken Francis? <laughs> no. Okay. That's not, that does not the answer I was looking for. I, you, I, okay. Have you been dealing <laughs> Have you been dealing uncertified by the NFL Players Association with teams about Lamar Jackson and a guaranteed contract potential? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, this is not. Do you, I feel like if like you were to open your desk drawer right now, you would have like a one of those fake glasses with big noses and mustache on it, <laughs> like a disguise, like an old timey disguise. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with Ken Francis, but he certainly doesn't, he needs to make more friends inside the league. Jack, Jack can be like, and uh, before we get into our next topic, let me tell you that today's sode is brought to you by the entire gym <laughs> <laughs> with the new entire gym. You can work out every piece of every muscle in your body and get it fit. Just take it from NFL quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Is that what it is? The entire gym, the entire gym. That's the name of yeah. the, 
the gym him and Ken Francis are trying to sell. It's pretty it's, shady. What's it, going the on whole there? thing makes no sense. Why he can't just find like a guy that's certified. I know that he probably doesn't want to go down the, but like Laramie Tunzel negotiated his own contract and got paid. Yeah. I guess it was by the, you know, you can kind of swindle the Texans though. You, know, you don't really need an agent to negotiate with brainless idiots. Jack, if you went to the Texans right now, they would probably, w- without representation, certified by the NFLPA, you would probably get a 10-year, $11 billion con- dollar contract. Yeah, like, like a fake nose and mask with glasses, <laughs> that works in Houston. But right. in Baltimore, they, they've, they've seen that before. I just love the idea of Ken Francis. I we like I have no idea who he is or what he looks like, but I yeah, to me he is the Kaiser Soze of the NFL. Well, oh, who's the it. Kaiser Soze? Oh damn it. This is this is a reference. You, it's not the reference is you've been on difficulty mode lately. Usual suspects? You've never seen Kaiser oh, Soze? Usual sus I think I've seen who usual is, suspects. Who is Kaiser Soze? Haven't I? Oh god. Oh, have I not though? I mm. You have. I think you would know. The I don't think I have Kaiser's. either. Kaiser Soze. Well, now you got to break it down for me. There's no way I'm. No, I'm not. I can't. Doesn't. I can't break it down for you because if you haven't seen Usual Suspect, I'm Boy, not about it? to. Even if it, even look, it's not like Titanic where it's, oh the boat sinks in the end. This, or or Sixth Sense. <laughs> he's been dead the whole time. The, oh, usual well, Suspect. Sixth Sense. I I I saw Usual Suspects for the first time maybe seven years ago. And it blew my mind. So if you haven't seen it, just go watch it. That's all I need to okay. say. Okay. Yeah. Go watch it and hashtag free young buck. And if any of you guys know when the last time the Titans successfully converted an onside kick is, we could use that information as well. We really could use that information. If only we had like a stats and info bar. If only we had like a producer. That'd be cool if we had like a producer. We'd be like, hey, uh, intern, we would call him intern Brad. Even if his name was like James or something, we'd be like, "Hey, intern Brad, can you get us the last time the Titans?" I'm, I, I'm here. I am. I'm, I'm pantomiming me pressing down a, a talk I see button. Your arm reach across. I'm the pressing screen. a talk button. <laughs> as if people can see it. I'm pressing down a talk button. I'm like, "Hey, uh, yeah, intern Brad, can you get us the last time the Titans uh, successfully completed an onside kick?" Thanks, man. And then, hey, welcome back into 104.5 The Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to add a producer? Should we? I mean, can we? Is that on the table? Should we just show up to the uh, the NFL owners meetings and just say, hey, uh, we're looking for a producer, kind of like OBJ did? Ooh, let's get OBJ as our producer. Okay. Yeah, surely. Because, I mean, he can't he can't get hurt. That that way you can be as hurt as you want and you'll still be. Injured. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. You're injured? Come on. You can still Injury history? Us, Come produce for us. We're not concerned about the strength of your ACL, OBJ. All right? Yeah, like we David Long. Like, we would have signed David Long up in a heartbeat had we known we needed him. We just like acronyms. That's why our fans are called Tuppers. <laughs> I, Soft tissues work for us. No, but honestly, we should show up to like one of... A to Z sports is live shows and like demand. We should like protest. We should pick it A to Z sports. Be like, get us a producer, get us a producer. Wouldn't that be badass? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how badass that would be if like, then we lost our platform. Yeah. That would, maybe, suck. maybe we could convince them though. I think we could swing them. Let's plant the seed now. Okay. This Austin Stanley be... listens every week. Austin Stanley's probably listening to this right no now. No way. Which if he he's is still listening though. There's no way. Yeah. He's I bet he listens out. to the first half. And is like, the okay, first, like they, he listens to like our most important. Like, yeah, we put, they have, we, they, 
They haven't completely ruined our brand in the first half of the podcast. Right. We front logged the sode so much (laughs) like where it's like you can stop listening about halfway. Like once we get to the BetMGM live read, listen to that all the way through, obviously, because they're our friends at BetMGM. But after that, you can pretty much tune us out. And we're like, it's just gibberish at that point. We'll leave Easter eggs towards the back end. We do. Well, that's what we do to our true tuppers that we know listened all the way through. But so, okay, so Austin Stanley's probably not listening, but we should like in the we should drop little johnny appleseed sprinklets you know breadcrumbs hansel and gretel our way into getting a producer just lead austin stanley down and be like man yeah that would that'd be something like a producer would do if we had one (laughs) you know just like drop subtly bringing it up yeah just subtle just very subtle be like man i wish we had a producer (laughs) that's not that subtle but you know you get my point like just get i don't know i'm just i'm just just man, here. I think that Austin, would be like I really think uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to produce this season. Right. Just and maybe maybe we just start out there like, hey, listen, Austin, Zach, here's our pitch. Uh, hello, Sharks. I'm Austin. This is Jack. We're with the Tighten Up podcast. And we have a new idea. Instead of breaking into A to Z sports, Bismarck, North Dakota, Let's take that money and put it towards a producer for the Dino podcast. <laughs> I mean, just people, people are saying who's in, huh? You know, look, Bismarck can wait. All right. Hashtag Bismarck can wait. Hashtag free young buck. Hashtag get the Tuppers a producer. I think, look, I think we're starting a movement here right <laughs> we're now. Running out of characters on Twitter is what we're doing. Yeah. And we are running out of time. So let's get out of here. Follow Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. Follow Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Thank you to those of you who already do. We've been growing some numbers uh, steadily. Uh, You know, our goal was a thousand by draft night. We obliterated that goal, not to brag. And we are. We do 1200 by draft night. I feel like that's a reasonable goal. No, I don't like. I'm no, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared to set those goals because I'm scared we won't get them, and then it's just embarrassing on us. Hey, aim small, miss small. No, we have we have a thousand and seventy two followers on Twitter right now. If if you withstood that whole producer conversation and you're still listening to us right now, and you're not already following the podcast, first of all, you're a true Tupper. So why are you not? Go follow us right now at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. At Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram, I think we're we're almost to eleven hundred on on Instagram. Not to brag, so uh, follow us there as well. Follow A to Z Sports while you're at it on all the platforms. Follow my guy right here, funniest dude in the podcasting game. Is that right? Jack. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, think Ken t- Francis might be. Oh damn. Damn, I knew it was you. I Ken knew Francis, it was you. I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna have to figure out what this guy looks like. At Jack A Gentry on Twitter, he's gonna tweet out a photo of Ken Francis. So if you're listening to this, um, go like that tweet because he's gonna tweet that. I'm gonna make him tweet that right now. And then, uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff if you would like. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. We love you guys so much, Jack. Uh, oh, make sure you leave a rating review uh, on this podcast. We appreciate those of you who have four and a half stars for the Titan Up podcast, 0.5 stars for Buck. Jack, is there anything you got for the road? Ken Francis Google images are hilarious, by the way. <laughs> if if y'all have made it this far and you're listening, just Google Ken Francis Google image. Oh, it's good stuff. Um, love, love you guys. Love, love the listeners. Um, I, I think this week's kind of made everybody think uh, or put things into perspective and kind of find out what really matters. So let's uh, 
let's continue to uh, rally together and bring this community back together. Um, love living in Nashville and just really love the community we've built here on the podcast. So uh, everybody love everybody and uh, let's, let's all build this thing back together. Yeah, that's a good point, Jack. And it is, I think, I think if there's one thing you take away from this, like um, out of this tragic week, honestly, in, in the Nashville area, just love, love on people. I know there's going to be some people that are going to irritate you. They're going to say some things that will anger you, but just remember, like if there's a way you can, you can go about your life with just more love and compassion for other people and their different state of mind. Now's the time to do it more than ever. Um, and just try and do that. Honestly, it's, it's easier said than done. I'll admit it. I'm the, I'll be the first to admit that. Um, but it is now in this, you know, just a traumatic time such as these, you, it, it really can go a long way. And I think it that's how you get resolution. I think that's how you, how you solve things is just by hearing other people out, talking things out and just really just showing, showing love even to those. In fact, especially to those that you hate. Um, Jack, it, it, yeah, it is a tough week. Uh, again, we'll hope we brought a little levity to your week and we hope that um, we were able to kind of give you some sort of an escape from the dark and sin-filled world that we live in uh, and uh, hope we we're able to do that. Um, but on that note, I guess uh, we'll say until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.